tune in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of All Things Music. Uh, we're going to do something pretty fun for the next seven weeks, uh, something, an idea that I had just randomly, um, and I figured this would be a really cool way to, for now that we've built up an audience with our guests and having some pretty notable people on here, I'm sure people want to know a little bit more about us than us just interviewing other people all the time, and the really good way for them to do that is to figure out what kind of music we like, because after all, this is all things music, um... And it's not just about a certain type of music. It's about all types of music. So uh, we came up with seven different genres of songs that we are doing a top ten uh, each. And this is a top ten, I want to be very clear, that is our favorites. It's not like top ten best. Because you, you, know, you can qualify those things differently. Uh, favorites is more like, okay, what do we enjoy and why do we enjoy it? I'm sure if we did a top 10 list of, of like what's actually the best, it'd be a little bit different. Um, but yeah, so that's something that we're doing. We're starting with uh, Ian's, one of Ian's strongest genres, I'd say, which is hip-hop. I, am, I, am I correct? Oh, yeah, I love hip-hop. Yeah, yeah I figured. Rap, I mean, whatever you want to call it. Right. So you can find the whole list on our um, uh, social media pages, but I did post the list of from weeks one to seven, uh, the genres that we're going to be doing. And there's something for everybody. We're literally covering every contemporary genre that, and even one non-contemporary genre that is, uh, that piques the interests and, and challenges us because there's a couple on this list I know for sure I'm not huge fans of. And I know there's at least a couple on this list that Ian's not super strong in. I'll probably as, be like, oh, they're really old, like mid 2000s. Yeah, right. Although I know that you, I'm really interested to see yours for classic rock and yours for for punk and ska because I know both of those for you are probably not your strongest. No, not really. Yeah, exactly. Especially punk and ska. And and for me, I mean, pop and country are both on here, and that's going to be a, a really fun venture to do i'm gonna probably have to enlist my wife's help at least on country because i i mean i know like three country songs so um that's something that i'll be able to to do uh for sure but today we are focusing on hip-hop and rap and uh it's not like and i was very clear uh when i put this together when he and i were talking about it that it's not like okay it's a band that raps we're talking literally genuine hip-hop and rap artists not you know, not Limp Biscuit. Right, exactly. Thank you. Not Limp Biscuit. Not POD. None of that uh, nonsense. Like some actual genuine hip hop, and it could be from all different genres. You know, it could be or all different eras, I should say. Uh, whether it's old school or trap or uh, you know SoundCloud rappers or, or whatever. So um, we don't really know our lists that well what's going to come up but uh you know i'm going to start with you ian as far as tell me your number 10 favorite hip-hop track the track name who did it why you chose it any background you have on it and etc so number 10 is going to be shake well leg lock 
block Bitch, you ain't a thug, you ain't in jam pop Red dot, I'ma keep on stopping till it's nip pop Fizz rock, I can't be caught slipping, so the fizz hot Red drop, I quit popping sticks, so sipping red drop Twin Glock, bitch, you ain't a thug, you ain't in jam pop Red dot, I'ma keep on stopping till it's nip pop Fizz rock, I can't be caught slipping, so the fizz hot Red drop, I quit popping sticks, so sipping red drop so what I really like about this track is the synths and the pads in the back. And I really like the Suicide Boys type of um, flow where it's like very pronunciated, almost like Bone Thugs and Harmony mm -hmm. type stuff, but modernized. Um, I'm a big fan of that type of thing. And, and, and his voice just sounds very raw. And uh, if you ever watch, you need to watch his music videos because his music videos are wild, but... That's why Shakewell, number 10. Okay, so what I really like about the track is it's got that, it's like I, they, they're able to produce it so that that, that bass that knocks really hard sound, almost sounds like it's coming from a trunk. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's that boom, boom. Yeah, like Yellow Wolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly, but that's not a bad thing at all. I, I really enjoy when people can pull that off. Sometimes it's just too much. Or it's just poorly mixed. But uh, obviously, I don't know who... What, what was the artist's name again? Shakewell. Shakewell. Is he like really big or is he more underground? Or uh, I would say he's big in the underground. If okay. that, if no, that's that a thing, like like SoundCloud rapper type. Um, but he, yeah, he's pretty big. Um, but it's funny because he's also metaphorically a big guy. Like, oh. and he's always all his videos are like in the trailer park. It's really funny. That's is he a white dude? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I could tell. If just there's certain. You know yeah, pronunciations, voice. yeah, you yeah. could tell. But he, he, what he, what he does well, at least from from my perspective, is he uses a lot of his, uh, you know, his inner uh, chest area to really push out those deliveries. I think a lot of, and I'm, you know, I decently versed in this because that's what a lot of my clients are. Um, but I, I think he does a really good job of that. Uh, one of my favorite artists who does that the best, I'd say, is like a Meek Mill, where it's like a yeah, it's, it's like a yell, but it's not a yell. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and it, I could hear a little bit of that with this guy. I do like the flow, um, and he doesn't seem to be dictated by the production too much either, which is something no, that no. a lot of artists, especially today, they're slave. They're yeah. slave to the producers. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if you're an artist listening to this, and there's plenty of them, you know, just just rap the way you rap don't worry about what the beat's doing you know that's something that i see all day every day but uh yeah it's a nice first track i have not heard that before and uh this is the other fun part about doing this exercise is that i'm gonna discover a lot of music and probably will discover a lot of music and uh we can uh we can either praise or criticize each other's picks here <laughs> um so with that being said i guess it's my turn for my number 10 um, and I think in this, this entire list, you're going to criticize cause I'm, how many years older am I than you? Not many, but like five, not many, but, but five. I know the stuff that you like is very mid 2000s. Yes. So like, <laughs> like Gorilla Zoe. <laughs> so fuck yeah. He's not on my list, but yeah, Gorilla Zoe or some of these other young jock type of groups. <laughs> um, and five years or whatever the age difference is, isn't a lot, but in hip hop, especially, which is such a young genre relatively, uh, five years can be between eras. So I think we're going to see that in our list a little bit. Um, with that said, my top 10, my, my number 10 song in the top 10 is Lookin' Boy by Hot Styles featuring 
Young Jock. Remember me from school? Hell no, you get no love looking at it. Gangsta homo thug looking at it. Ring around your thug looking at it. Oh, it's the first of the month. Bone thug looking at it. Got your hand off a chain looking at it. It's your brain on thug looking at it. Jangaline, jangaline, jangaline. Burning mat looking at it. No eyelids can't blink looking at it. You are the weakest link looking at it. No, Chris, no, Chris, no. Raz B looking at it. You better get your weak looking ass, nigga, deep looking ass, nigga, peppy lip, you, you stink looking ass, nigga, do never wash my feet looking ass, nigga, bang, 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 ski, ski looking ass, nigga, tight looking ass. So, the reason why I picked that, among other things, is it was one of the first tracks that I heard. Uh, I was in high school at the time when that came out, and it's one of those tracks, it's like a diss track before diss tracks were a thing, because, like, Hot Styles is like a group of, like, three or four people, and Young Jock was on there, too, and, it, and they everything, every single stanza was like a burn or a roast of something that was currently go- going on in pop culture. So, like, one of the lines is, Don Imus, yo, let me hear ho looking at me or something. Like, you know, Don Imus called them all nappy-headed hoes from, from one of his newscasts. It was a <laughs> long time ago. Or they go, Scooby-Dooby-Doo, Mike Vick looking at me, which is, like, funny as hell because Mike Vick and the dog fighting and Scooby-Doo and shit. So it was like, I heard it and I'm like, Oh, so this is this is pretty interesting. They're just laying into these people, you know, without a care, um, and it's just kind of what. It, and it's got a fun beat, you know. It's real jumpy, dude. What I like about it in in this era in general is this this era was known for the eight oh eights. Yeah, and I don't think it's even possible for even upcoming eras. Like they got really hard bass lines, like in that last track, and a couple of my other tracks have really like will grab you by the neck type bass lines, but nothing was ever, ever hit the subs as well as this era did. Why? 808. Why was it so hard to, why is it so hard to reproduce that now? I think, well, I think because they're trying to be different. Um, obviously, the genre progresses really fast, and uh, a lot of people use a lot of distortion and saturation, which back then they didn't really have the abilities to do as easily as more of a primitive thing. So you just use raw 808 samples, mm-hmm. and that, and it just was very booming. It's funny you mentioned that because, like I said, that was my high school era. I'd roll into the parking lot, you know, in the morning, my 2007 Nissan Versa, oh, yeah. feeling like a pimp, and in a Versa, in a Versa, playing like some David Banner with some fucking. 808s just booming. Doors go up. Fuck. No, yeah, you know it. Exactly. No, I, I, I was, uh, I was a piece of work for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a that's a testament to that because those the, those bass lines just fucking. I mean, hell, you look at like he's not on my list, but you look at, like some of the rich boy shit from back in the day. Yeah, like that shit is. Oh yeah, that shit just rock rock cars like crazy. So, so uh, what's your number nine track? Number nine for me is going to be Ghost Man Andromeda. So what I like about that this track is it has that very SoundCloudy type thing where the SoundCloud rappers kind of again got that Bone Thugs harmony and the whole Suicide Boys team sesh click, um, and Hollow Squad 
stuff. It just sounds very pronunciated and catchy and very unique compared especially compared to other shit out right now which i do like some of the other stuff that's out but it's very um i don't know and maybe it's my inner emo but it's very it's kind of like got the same flow as like like uh post hardcore metal but in a in a rap type setting and i just really fucking like yeah i just really fucking like it it. just slams and it's got really unique vocal patterns especially that ending of that clip there it's just it's really cool how it reverberates and has that little stutter effect uh it's almost like one of those what i used to call back in the day those lowrider songs where you're like in your in your lower cadillac just rolling well it's like bone thugs yeah and stuff like that where it's like very um just very flowy very um catchy um and almost like harmonized yeah. type stuff yeah and uh that's what like a lot of these guys do and i just really like it especially compared to the other type of cookie cutter shit yeah that's out right now it's just hit and miss but this stuff's always good and the stuff that these guys put out is always good sure and, and i'm having an existential moment right now because i'm sitting here and i'm realizing that we are two of the whitest kids ever talking about it oh ghost means song. white as hell man oh no no, no. and he I looks understand. like a scene kid too so oh, it's great <laughs> oh i know i just find the the irony of this discussion um it's interesting this is either going to get us a lot of street cred or we're just going to be the, the whitest kids in the world which we hey can't man that's so. all right man i'm from wadsworth ohio so dude street cred <laughs> west akron what up anyways uh number nine for me is Love King remix, Ludacris in the Dream. So, again, this is actually more like my freshman year of college when this came out, but this is... The Dream was always one of those those singers that just is uh, so unique with with his falsettos. No pun there. He's one of his yeah. biggest falsettos. <laughs> but, uh, and Luda, Luda gets a lot of heat for being almost too clean to not clean from a vulgarity standpoint but clean from a a not gangsta enough i guess would be one of the things especially nowadays being an actor and being his well-versed self but dude he he's one of the better rhyme delivery and and you know what and what's really important about the dream and ludicrous and what everybody i'm sure will agree a hundred percent with if you're on a really hot date and you're really feeling <laughs> it, the two artists that you play yep. is Ludacris and The Dream. That's better music, let alone for sure. together. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, right. And this is not a track. This is one thing that I, I actually ended up changing my list because I wanted a deep cut, you know, a track that, that mm-hmm. wasn't, a lot of people didn't know, but it had two artists that people like right, really knew. Right. And this was a track that I've always... It's not even on Spotify. Like Dude, I'll I be honest with you, I've never even heard this. Yeah, but I love the dream and I love Ludacris. Right. So 
I, I, I like the track. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those remixes that was on, like, hotnewhiphop.com back in the day. Oh, yeah, just yeah have like to, 2008, like, 2009. Yeah, yeah, you just have to rip that shit, because, like I said, it's not on Spotify. I don't even know if it's considered an official remix. I mean, it's on YouTube, that's, you know, but... You know what it's probably on? LimeWire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do not endorse LimeWire. <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, that that was a that was a fun track. It was one of those ones that I could sing to myself in the car and be okay with it. So, all right. Uh, so we're on to number eight. What is your number eight song, Ian? My number eight is Marco Polo by Bow Wow and Soldier Boy. So what I like about this track is it's Soldier Boy, man. I love Soldier Boy. Um, back when he first came out with uh oh what was it? Help me out here. Oh uh, you yeah, uh, crank that. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I used to know the whole dance and everything. Yeah, so did I. So did I, Good and times. I think everybody did. But he just had those really stabby synths and catchy hooks that no one at the time was doing. Right, and it was just like, and he had the swag and the and the, the shades. And he kind of just started a whole, not even just movement with that, but the movement with the whole look. Yeah. And it was just like a very influential thing. Sure. And that, and I just, I just, he's, it goes when, hard, man. This is when Bow Wow was also just in Tokyo Drift. So he was kind yeah. of really on people's radars. And uh, I don't know. It, yeah. I think the combination was really good. And it's funny, one of the for whatever reason, one of the lyrics in this song always stuck out to me was black car, white rims, do they both get along? And ever since I heard that stanza in this song, I've always looked for a black car with white white rims I've never found. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, this They'd is They each uh, their own man. Yeah, man. You're right, you're right. But I, I really I was happy that I saw this on on your list because this is like my favorite era. Uh so um Props for not going full SoundCloud rapper. And hey, man, I appreciate you know. some of the classics, too. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Classics. Jesus classics. Christ. You're, you just triggered a whole lot of people with that comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go for my number eight now, and that, as I pull up my list, is Throw It Up, Yellow Wolf, Eminem, and Gangsta Boo. Yellow so in my really unpopular opinion here this is one of eminem's best verses of all time people are probably gonna slam me for that one but they're gonna look at you like you're crazy uh, they are and, and i'm, I'm kind of looking at you like you're crazy that's okay right i'm a huge eminem fan and he makes an appearance later in this list but um 
just one, I'm also a huge Yellow Wolf fan. So I would honestly really recommend going to check out check out that whole track if you haven't yet, uh, if you're listening, because that Gangsta Boo is kind of like, uh, kind of like a Cardi B before Cardi B, kind of like a like a Trina. You remember Trina? Oh, I love Trina. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's really good dynamic of of artists on this track, and it's one of those beats that it's just really simple piano and a nice little snare kick. But the artists make the song with just they they don't even like it's almost like they ignore the beat and just just float like a cipher you know mm-hmm. it, it's very mm-hmm. much uh, using their talents to make the song what it is and and it's cool because like I said listen to the whole song at the very end it, most of the song is literally Yellow Wolf and Gangsta Boo and then at the very end the beat stops and you're like oh I guess Eminem's not actually in this shit. And then it just creeps back up, and he just goes in so hard, like you just heard, and he ends. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just when I heard the song, I was like, "Damn!" I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Uh, I mean, I like Yellow Wolf, the Eminem thing. I don't know. I mean, I like Eminem, but, but, you know, I like his. I like his um older shit. A couple of his newer things. Yeah, his. Um, this his, isn't really like super new. This I, is probably like yeah. 2013, 2014. Yeah, Eminem was one of the first artists I ever listened to. So, so there's yeah. a soft soft spot for him. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Some of the newer shit that he does is really like I don't want to call it poppy. That's not the right word, but it's much more commercial. Yeah, and I I just I don't know. I he didn't. I don't know how to put it because. I can't sit here and talk bad about Eminem. <laughs> no, it's tough. And actually, it's funny because I saw a meme on Facebook, I think it was yesterday, that said if old Eminem heard new Eminem, he'd old probably Eminem be would like, kick what the his fuck? ass. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, yeah. this isn't what we but, wanted to do. But people grow, people change, and we hear it all the time in all genres. Right, so. and it's it's just as what it is. He's making yeah. way more money than any of us. So. Right, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think we literally hold zero clout he, in this conversation. And he doesn't care what I say, yeah. yeah. No. What none of us say. <laughs> right. All right, Ian. Number seven. Number seven is Suicide Boys LTE. So um, I'm a really I'm really big into um, vocal pads, especially female sounding vocal pads so and, and hip hop tracks. So explain what that means to people who don't know. Um, so like in the beginning of the track, where it's kind of got those vocal uprise mm-hmm. things, um, basically those where they the the vocal swells and stuff. Mm. Um. I just love like vocal chops and stuff in any and in any genre. Sure. And um, this song does really good with that. And then it just when it when that dude comes in, it sounds real. I mean, it just comes in real slow, real hard. Yeah, he's got a really very, low baritone type of it. With but. with the female vocal, I mean, they EQ'd this track perfectly. They could not have done better. And that's what I really like is is the fact that. It's just it sounds so good throughout the EQ with the high pitch type female vocal right. and then his low baritone type voice and then just the hi hats they cut through. It just 
Suicide Boys does a really good job of that. Sure. Even in the earlier stuff. And I mean, it, it, I don't know them, but I know them because they're so right. big now. Yeah, they're um, huge. And the one question that that I first thought of is like, so he's doing this like really low thing. How does that translate live? Because it's not easy to do that and maintain that um, live. I haven't personally seen them live. I'm sure you've I'm, seen like YouTube videos I'm, or something. I'm going to see them within the next month. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Where's that, that that's a, It's. I think it's at the Agora, actually. I think I remember seeing something like yeah. that. Okay. So um, I think it's there, and... Um, but I mean, I've never heard anybody complain, and they have a very, very dedicated following. Um, hmm. Almost, I mean, it's not to the level of like, like something like ICP following, but sure. it is a very is it like dedicated a crowd, or is that just no? I, very much more modern. Like everybody wears all black. You'd almost think that you were at a, a metal show. A metal show. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Um, I think it, again, it's one of those tracks. For whatever reason, it reminds me of a track you get high to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, I, I just, uh, I'm very curious to see how it would translate live because I know a lot of these guys. Hell, you mentioned Gorillazo earlier. He had that really low, but it was a little more harmonic. But it's so hard to maintain a baritone sound like that, especially just the way mics are. Yeah. Um, so you'll have to let me know how you know how he sounds. Well, there's actually three or four people in the group. Okay. And some are higher pitch, but... Yeah, I guess I, Suicide Boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Interesting. Very cool. Um, the next one on my list is probably going to uh, sound similar to what you like. This is Stuck in My Ways, Kid Boogie... Bo- Kid... Kid... Kid Bookie featuring Corey Taylor. What the hell I 100% of the effort I'm giving is real. Living is sending us really beginning to fail. Sellable killers, I call them a witness Cause all they get figured that's skipping this lyrical rope is really required this minimal skill Ahead of my time, I'm telling you why Cause never been evident, never been guys There's ever the reason I get to survive Defendable legends are giving me life The minute I finish, diminishing gimmicks and limits Will give us a critical hit list I'm feeling to brilliant, I'm really popping it I should think we're spitting these lines I've been stuck in my ways Feeling like I'm gonna explode I'm already on the verge of clutching the gauge Bullet with your name on it All my name just depends how I feel on the day On this bullshit, I'm just saying stop So that comes from kind of the SoundCloud rap era as well. Just And what I really like about Kid Bookie is something that's honestly not his fault, but it's a good thing. A lot of these British rappers just have that articulation that cannot be or very difficultly be uh, reproduced by Americans. Right. Um, and especially that beginning part, you know, is very, very quick, but it's not mumbled. It's so precise, especially when he speeds that tempo up. Reminds me a lot of Tech Nine, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or even Twista if we're going going back. Um, but just a really, really good, clean flow. Um, and again, it has to do with the culture in Britain, um, but especially in hip hop, there's a much different. Uh, style of of what it means to have swag and be be a it's grime, yeah, UK grime, yeah, rap. If, exactly. If you don't know what that is, look up Skepta. Okay, well, there, you <laughs> there you go. Actually, I've heard that name before. Um, but yeah, this, this is just something that I'm really, really, I really attract to because one thing in hip hop that I think is is necessary that is so hard to find, which is really weird because I think it's necessary, is good articulation. You know, you, you hip hop is about portraying a message and 
if you're not articulate with that message, who cares? You might spend all this time to write down these lyrics, but if you can't, if the listener has to take, do a double take to understand or Google your lyrics, then that's an issue. Um, and that's why I really look up to somebody like this uh, who uh, clearly not only was able to articulate it well, but it's just so powerful and violent as far as his delivery goes and the whole song. And he even u- uses some distortion in some areas and some other effects in other areas. Um, I would obviously recommend to check out that song too, but it's uh, it's one of those that it, it, I've been listening to it like on repeat for like four or five months since it came out and I can't, I can't stop. And it's, you know, that's, that says a lot for a hip hop song because hip hop's longevity is so short. So when you do find a song that is addicting like that, then they hit the nail on the head, at least in my standpoint. So, um, what number are we on? Seven? No, I just did seven. So we're on number six already. So number six for Ian. Um, number six for me is going to be off the no love album by face. The song name is in Russian, so I don't know it. So I know very little Russian, but face and like I speak, um, and stuff like this, I I just love. Um, it's just Svidanya. That's all I can <laughs> say, man. It's just very different. Um, because the the weird part is about these guys is they kind of copy the American culture rap, but they have very different types of synths and drum machines over there. So right. they just have naturally, and like mics too, and um, they just naturally have a different sound in the production, the instruments, and their voices and the way they articulate things. Is it because... It's just very fresh and new. So my, it seems to be in other, at least in other genres when it comes to Russian music, that they're kind of still back in times, mm-hmm. um, you know, because certain things just don't get to that country as quick as it does other countries, other right. Western countries. Um, so that maybe that's what that is. Um, I don't know because I think that this stuff is almost pushing the boundaries. And I think certain um, artists in this genre push the boundaries of music and stuff that we just simply don't do here because the Russian culture is much more darker. Sure. Um, a good example of this, if anybody wants to look it up, is ice peak um and instead of the e's they're they're threes when you go to look it up they're on spotify and stuff Mm. they're huge but they just got a very dark sound very um very russian but modern so i can't imagine that it's It's very fun to live in russia so maybe that's where a lot of the darkness comes from well everything looks the same at least the buildings unless you're like in the government where it's like sure they got the different architecture from the soviets yeah but but i think and i think that that's why i'm now wondering what the lyrics are because you look at a group like pussy riot from russia and they got you know uh annex because of what they were singing about and and actually being lesbians but i speak was was um they they threw a bunch of rap artists in jail because they're upset because they're they're basically they the Russians think that they are kind of disfiguring their culture mm-hmm. and they don't like it so they've been throwing all these rap artists in jail this guy I speak um 
a couple other people I can't pronounce their names, but yeah. I mean that's real. I mean that's that's like for, for music. Yeah, I mean, for being an sure. artist. Yeah, right. And uh, it reminds me of something that I just saw again on Facebook. Uh, I think it was last week. Um, not Russia, but Iran put these two guys that were in this metal group together in jail for 40 years for playing metal. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Imagine if something like that happened here. Shit. I, yeah. And that's why I say with those, with those lyrics that I didn't understand, I'm wondering if it's, it could go one of two ways. It could be one super rebellious and that's why they're constantly going to jail or getting thrown in jail or whatever. Or it could be maybe this was track was made after the fact and now they're watching what they say. So it's, yeah. hard, it's, hard to, it's hard to know. Um, we don't know, but yeah, because we don't live there. Right. But it is interesting. Yeah, really, really interesting. All right. Um, my number six track, as I pull up my list again, is <laughs> so this one is from my favorite era, but it's not one that sounds like club rap. This is really one of the more street rap tunes, urban type of tunes that I'm really into. Uh, Body marked up by Willie North Pole. Up, body, body, mocked up like the subway and subway and subway and hold body, body, mocked up, body, body, mocked up like the subway and subway and subway and hold. Niggas wanna floss with your TikToks, get robbed, get popped, especially if my shit flop. He flossing, that's his fault. That's the reason he got his clothes pushed backwards like crisscross. Backstage Broadway, run up on you in broad day. No Phoenix boys to make your block smooth like Day. You better sing along and bring a long couple of friends because when them no remorse so yeah i it's a beat is super simple just boom boom snap you know real easy um and again this is another one of those tracks that i think willie north pole like it's what he is it's what he's defined as as a guy who just no fucks given uh really just really well delivered verses there's a theme with my list it's just it's it's more about the artist doing things over the beat than being a slave to the beat, and I think that's what he does really well. Um, even that hook, that 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 chorus, that it's so much different than the verses. I really like to see that um, because just when you get in your comfort zone listening to a tune, and then the hook is just so different than everything else, that brings you back, and you can get into that comfort zone so easily, especially in hip hop being that there's only so many dimensions to the music just by the nature of what it is, being electronic. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I, I really like it. It's one of those tracks, that again, that I blare really loud still in my car to this day. Um, so you said you've heard it before. I, you know, I didn't know if you... Yeah, no, um, I actually heard it from you the other day. Oh, okay. And then I listened to it a couple times. I was like, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty to the point, you know. There's nothing really you can say about it other than... It's a pretty solid track. So, uh, number five. So number five for me is by Comathazine on my grandkids. Flexion, bitch. Smoking grandma cookies, nigga. Drive the front toilet. Yeah. Yo. Bitch. Comathazine and Pinnacle piped up. Yo. Hey. This is XD with an extra clip. She's sucking this dick, give me extra lip. No matter how big a young nigga get, I never be soft like these industry jits. Put that on granny on my granny kids. I'll put that on granny on my granny kids. This is XD with an extra clip. She's sucking this dick, give me extra lip. No matter how big a young nigga get, I never be soft like these industry So I love those really distorted 808s on the first, uh, the yeah. one on the kick. And um, I don't know, I just really like Mathazine. He's really flowy, very aggressive. 
Um, I love watches Instagram. It's it's rather entertaining. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's not much to say about it. It's so just really one, flowy and really good. Is this another artist who's kind of big for the underground? Yeah. Uh. He. Yeah. I would say. Okay. Um. It's just that typical, you know. Sure. But. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think it's again one of those things where it sounds like it's coming from the back of your trunk, which is sweet. Yeah. Um. I can definitely tell there's a theme in your list as well. Oh, I, oh another thing that I like about this is the reverb tail. If you listen okay. to it, the reverb tail on the vocals, you don't ever really hear anything like that. And the beat's real simple, and the reverb tail ties in the rest of the stuff. And I'm just, I don't know why, but I'm fascinated with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for those that don't know, Ian's uh, quite a bit of producer. Um, so he pays attention to these things that maybe. Um, the average casual listener might not. But that's really cool because, one, you know how hard it was to make or you might not even know how to make it. Right. And then you can be inspired by it and try to do something similar on your own material. Right. So, um, awesome. Very cool. Uh, my number five is <laughs> Duffel Bag Boy, Play a Circle, and Lil Wayne. So before people begin to, you know, ask me my age, because that's an old tune, uh, keep in mind that 2 Chains is in that song, and people don't realize it because 2 Chains was a member of the Playa Circle before he was 2 Chains. So just remember that. Before I didn't you, even know yeah, that. There you go. <laughs> the more you know. Uh, so, yeah, that, that tune just... I like a lot of Lil Wayne tracks, but that one just has a, a smoothness to it. You 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 can't help but bob your head and dance to it because it's just it's just one of those tunes that uh, is this really classic, timeless. Little because Lil Wayne was full of gimmicks after that with other right. things, and, and that was kind of that era. Uh, the other song that I like from the era that he did was uh, "You Ain't No." You know, I gotta go. What's mm-hmm. going on? Gotta get back to the money. Yeah. Um, so that that era of Little Wayne is probably my favorite era of Little Wayne, and I had to include uh, one of these tracks for, for that. I love the Drumville. Yeah. And I just I I love old Little Wayne. He's one of my first rappers I started listening to. Um. So yeah. yeah. I, I I'm in a I'm in agreement with <laughs> Duffel Bag Boy. Well, perfect. All right. Number four. So number four for me is going to be by 88 Glam, Purple Baguettes. I can get used to the treatment design and get by to reach out when I tour. Jump on my flex, ice on my neck, a lot of guys bet you that curve. Always a flex, Purple Baguettes, baby you know I'm from Mars. Flex on my ex, never regret, that's on my chest, yeah. I can get used to the treatment design and get by to reach out when I tour. Jump on my flex, ice on my neck, let it get back to that curb. So Ryan's laughing at me. But uh, what I like about this is it's smooth. Um, I love 88 Glam. 
and um, I think Nav is on this too, and I love Nav, and with the ad libs and stuff that they do, um, it's just very smooth, and um, anything that's about flexing on my ex, I'm about, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's so. Expecting the country portion, he's gonna have all my exes are from Texas on there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, every country song is gonna be like, "Yep, I dropped my ex, bought a truck, drank a couple beers." Yeah, yeah. This is what <laughs> this kind of is, and but a rap version, I guess. So my my this is gonna be the first one out of your whole countdown that I'm just gonna be like a little bit critical of because for me this is kind of the consummate mumble rap or what they what they would what they would call mumble rap because it's just. I get that the lyric the lyrics are, are I'm in agreement with you on that, but the for whatever reason, at least for my my personal because this is this is personal taste again. Remember, I just don't prefer that type of delivery. Well, my unpopular opinion is I like mumble rap. <laughs> Yeah, Just you'll throwing see that out there, man. You'll see that coming I, out too because uh, I love <laughs> I love literally every genre. That I I can go from Infinite Annihilator to like the Migos, yep, and then to like Excision or you know something yep. like that or like a, and that's a exactly what we're doing this countdown track. so we can show you yep. exactly that how we're not just one trick ponies. So, uh, shit, what number are we on? Was that four for you? Yeah, four. All right, so uh, number four for me is, and I said he was coming back. It's another Eminem tune, White America. All right, first of all, I have to say that the Eminem show, to me, is one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. Um, I don't think I'm going to get a lot of slack for that one. I think that's just an iconic album with front to back, every single tune is just awesome. Now, this one in particular is on my list because when this came out, I was 11 years old, and it was the first track that that I heard of any genre, honestly, that was political. That was, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm 11. I don't know. America's great. I'm 11. America's great for every 11-year-old. There's not a whole lot of problems we have um, when we're 11. But when I heard this tune, I was like, oh, shit. All right. This is, uh, this is, this is something else. What, so what's he talking about, you know? What's going on here? I don't, I don't really know uh, what, what uh, the, the pop culture is for, for, each, uh, for each thing that he's talking about. And then the other thing that I gravitated towards, which is so stupid, but remember, I was 11. He says the name Erica, right? Oh, God. I had the biggest had a middle crush. school crush. Fuck, I did. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, my God, it's got a name in it. I really love it now. Did you sing that to her? Um, Please I say yes. <laughs> sure, I could say yes. But I think it was one of those things where I'm, like, walking down the hallway with my Walkman. And, oh like, I would God. see her and then I'd, like, lip, lip sync it or whatever. And whether she knew it or not, whatever. I was a creeper. Um, that aside, I think that track is just... It's it's one of the first modern ish hip hop tunes that got really political. I'm not talking like Public Enemy because that's those were the first guys to do it in hip hop. But I'm talking you for know, you, for me, right? So that's why it's on my on my list. All right, 
Is that good? You don't you have any complaints or agreements? I mean, or? it's Eminem, man. <laughs> so so it's good enough for good enough for you then. Yeah. And it's older Eminem, so yeah. it works. All right. Cool. Uh we are down to the top three. Number three for me is Timepiece by Nav. Private Jack gon' fly me, that bitch gon' slide. Racks made my pocket look tiny. BVS is shiny. Ali here tryna blind me. Can't see the time. On my way to the top, I'm climbing. Thought about resigning, but the racks remind me. Why true fans remind me? Why don't you encourage me instead of burdening me? You supposed to be lit with me, but instead you burning me. So again, Nav, I love Nav. Um, I love the little yeahs and stuff like that. He does in the background to kind of transition between the parts of the song. Like acts as, as part of the beat, really. Yeah, right. and so he, yeah, he's using his voice as part of the beat and kind of as a transitional piece. Um, and again, just the production, the reverb tails and the stuff like that and the echoes. Um, it's just fit really well together. Sure. And coming from a producing standpoint, I understand that's really hard, and most people will probably be like, oh, you know, yeah, it's mumble rap. I like it. I, I appreciate the, what goes into it and all that. And he's talking about, you know, having a problem with an ex-girlfriend or something. And, oh, uh, really? Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, it sounds like country. But, um, no, that's what he's talking about, and he's like, you know, you're supposed to be lit with me instead of criticizing me, basically. Right. And, uh I don't know. I just relate to that a lot. Sure. So, so especially being in like music industry and stuff, you know. People so I like me. this one better than the last one, as yeah. far as the mumble rap goes. I think this one was a was a better composition overall. With that said, just I wish the auto tune wasn't a thing. Like, if you can sing, sing, because I think that would like a rap sing. Fun fact. Know? To yeah. use autotune properly, you have to sing right. Yeah, but who's to say that this autotune was actually used properly? Let's compare this to, to T-Pain. Well, T-Pain, well, this T-Pain uses autotune a lot aggressively and it's also he can sing early, really well. It, yeah, but and it was also early um versions of autotune. Sure. It's changed a lot. Yeah. Um Nav can actually really sing and I'm pretty sure he plays piano and does a, right. the major portion of his producing which is not something see i don't know see. these things i'm learning so yeah, yeah. so um uh, he didn't use it as aggressively as t-pain but right i think that he used it properly for his sound and the tracks okay that makes sense yeah i like i said i think it's a good composition overall it's much more uh put together in my opinion than the other one i heard so that's better than t-pain <laughs> Ooh, you triggered me big time on that one. I have so many T-Pain tunes that I'm really into still to this day. Um, but he's not on my list, but still. Anyways, all right, number three, my top three. Uh, okay, so this one is Done Done by Shawty Lowe. R.I.P.
So I'm going to get a lot of hate for this because keep in mind, I know much better now, but when the song came out when I was 15, I didn't really understand what hip hop feuds were like between artists. Um, we talked about my, my number 10 song being a diss track, but this is more like a hip hop, literally a direct feud between Shoddy Lowe and T.I. The whole song is literally about how T.I. discredited Shoddy Lowe from not being from Bankhead, where T.I. is from in Atlanta. And Shoddy Lowe comes back with this song and says, uh, God damn, there must be two sides. Saying, I'm not from the West Side. I'm from the West Side. I never saw you around the West Side, so there must be two sides, you know? Uh, so I was like, oh, shots fired figuratively. Well, I speaking. think Shoddy Lowe kind of one up to him because he had the whole Atlanta drum line in this track is what it sounded like. <laughs> Dude, fuck. I, those 808s are sick. Those rolling ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that, again, that was one of the tracks that I would always blare in my car. Um, but it was, it was cool because I love T.I. I'm a big T.I. fan, but I love Shoddy Lowe. And he does, you know, whether it was from Day No or foolish or even breaking ankles with 40 uh he had some really really cool tunes and i always felt conflicted after after this whole thing went down because i'm like i love both these rappers and you got to take sides who my team shoddy low or my team ti or whatever um uh fast forward to you know they eventually uh ended up becoming i don't want to say becoming friends but they ended up you know saying you know what's done is done we're civil now, we're good. And then when Shoddy Lowe passed away in that car accident, I think it was like five or six years ago, uh, T.I. actually showed up at his funeral uh, to pay his respects. So I thought that was pretty pretty awesome as well. So I'm not sure how many people know about that whole uh, feud. It's not like the uh, whole, what was it, Ja Rule and whoever, 50 Cent? I don't know who that was. but Well, Ja Rule and uh, Fire, what is it? Firefest. Fest. Yeah, I'm talking Fest. before that, but yeah. <laughs> Every time someone brings up Ja Rule, I think that's what I instantly think of. Yeah. So I have no respect. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you too, definitely. But uh, yeah, that's why that track's on there. So, all right, down to the final stretch. Who's number two? Number two for me is Lil Yachty, 66. Racks up, racks up. Pulling up in the truck. Send me, send me, keep it top. Bad bitch, bubble butt. 14, 14. High school serving bands, dropped out, now I'm rich, flexing till I'm 66. Flexing 40 bands from the pop out, ayy. Bullying on the block, I got my Glock out, ayy. I just put up in a Bentley. So this is my um, younger generation coming out. Ryan's over here really hating on it, but uh, no, I love Trippy Red. Trippy Red's in this too. I love um, when he comes in. I Was love that him just at, yeah right at the at okay. the end. And I I love Lil Yachty. And what I really especially like about this track are the pads. The pads just kind of um, they don't really do that in in many mm-hmm. tracks like at all where they just have like super what's the word um like urethral how do you how you say that urethral <laughs> does that mean it goes right up a cock <laughs> jesus christ ethereal that wow <laughs> i'm not editing that out that's just way too golden that's funny. in there but no uh, so that sure <laughs> and um no I, that's what i really like about it um and it's just super smooth lil Yachty's just super smooth on teenage dream and all that and so is trippy red so isn't he one of the and i'm not talking about you i'm talking about in general in the scene isn't he pretty hated just for being oh yeah you know yeah mumble rappy or whatever yeah yeah so, like 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 you 
Like, like you hate he, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love. Him. I'm not gonna lie. He's, and everybody my age really likes him. Have too. you seen? Um, it's it's viral. I mean that uh, there was like a freestyle he did on a radio show, and he, I think it was on um, Breakfast Club. Okay. I fucking hate Breakfast Club. Okay, but but they were like, <laughs> all right, because they were. They it's were, Charlemagne. Charlemagne sits there, he talks shit, and he just he does, and he, and he eggs people on. But and, and, were, and if you're and if you're under the age of thirty, sure, he doesn't fucking like you. I mean, I'm, I, that's I mean, fine, but at the same time, he goes, "All right," because he had he struggled freestyling over just one of his his own beats. Have you ever heard Charlemagne freestyle? No, I just want to say that. No, but he's a radio he host. He's not. He's not. He's a, exactly. Yeah, but but my and point. And making millions. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, they said to him after he struggled on his, on his own, they said to him, "All right, how about a different beat?" And he said, "I can freestyle on any beat, any beat." Are you sure about that? And he goes, yeah, I can freestyle literally any beat. And he, they said, uh, all right, how about this boom bap old school beat? He's like, Psh. of course, of course, they would do that. Yeah, but that's okay. I wanted to see if he could do it. He's like, and he and they put it on, and he like really, really struggled at the beginning, and he got really defensive, as any of us would. And he would be, and he was like, oh, you, this is this is lame. This is cheesy. I don't want to do this. Yeah. He walked out of the studio. I know exactly what yeah. interview you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so that's. <laughs> I think that's part of it was people were thinking that he just didn't understand roots and just was kind of going with the mumble rap as his. Uh, well, unfortunately, a lot of the and this is with every genre. Mm-hmm. A lot of the older generation they kind of shun away sure. the newer people, and because they're like, and then they can bitch about it later, and they're like, "Well, you don't understand," blah, blah, blah. and it's like, "Well, yeah, we don't understand because you guys basically shunned us from the beginning." Yeah, there uh, there's something to be said for the quote unquote elders of the music genre, whatever specific genre it is, uh, you know, teaching the young kids about. This is why you're here now. This is what this is boom bap. This is G funk. This is old school rap. And I think the problem now, and we can go in deep into conversation in this, but I don't want to get too far, is uh, that there's no appreciation for it, and even more so, it's like taboo. Because you know, I since I work in this this industry, I see a lot of times people who do boom bap or G funk or different kinds of of old school. Uh, genres get really blasted by a lot of people our age because like you're you're a dinosaur why are you doing this you know move on the genre is is an evolution now it's this is yeah. what it is now um so i think there's sides to be said for both of those yeah and, and i agree yeah but it's just at the end of the day people need to get along but that'll never happen nope <laughs> never happen never happen all right uh my number 2 track is Drake, show me a good time. With the people that I won't forget. Spending all the money I just work my ass off for. Doing things that I won't regret. I've been waiting way too long, 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 long. Telling everybody that I know we about to be on, 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 on. I ain't trying to look like a lie to these niggas that I came up with. That's my team. Never would I let a woman come between. What we doing right now? This our dream. Wu-Tang Clan niggas want that cream. I'm the old side risk of this shit right now. Go to guy for the hits right now. Whatever you want to drink, girl, pick right now. If you can't hold your liquor, better pick right now. Uh. I want to start singing right now, but I know I'll regret it later, so I'm not going to do it. Um, that song just, so that song came out, again, my freshman year of college, maybe sophomore year of college. Um, just one of those tunes, so smooth, and at the time, actually, Drake came to Kent State to do a concert when I was there, which was really cool, because it was like right 
when he started coming up. Like he was big enough where everybody knew him, but he wasn't like how he is now. Right being on the sideline, like legends, like legend shit. status. Right. So I saw him at Kent with uh, Birdman. He brought Birdman. Oh, with I him. love Birdman. Yeah, that was a legit show. But that was right, literally. So this had to be my sophomore year because that was weeks before this album with Show Me a Good Time on it came out. Um, this track in particular, just again, he it's, it's everything that is really good about Drake. Because Drake, like like you says, hit or miss. And when he hits, it's perfect. We, he's got that really mellow delivery, yet he can turn it up so fast and then right back down really fast, which gives a lot of dynamics to vocals. And he can, we talked about actually singing, the dude's got pipes. He can actually sing. Now, I don't, his range isn't like amazing or anything, but his transitions from you know scales is second to to none in the modern hip-hop genre so um i really had to add this this song because it's something again that i listen to like every every time i listen to hip-hop i turn this song on right well i'm really into drake so i'm just gonna put that out there so i really like drake (laughs) now are you like me were you like only like older drake or do you like like no i mean i like most of his newer stuff's hit and miss, but there's a lot of newer stuff that it, it, it was kind of funny because it's his not as popular newer stuff is the stuff that I really like, but mm-hmm. then the stuff that they put on the radio I think is his, was his worst stuff. Sure. And I don't know, maybe I'm, my brain is just wired differently. So but. the song that I can't stand of his that really got me off the tri- Drake train was started from the bottom, now we're here. I, oh, I love that fucking you song. Liked, I hated that song. I think that song's awesome. I mean... Difference of opinion, but <laughs> that that to me was not the Drake that I grew not even grew up with that I went to college with or whatever. You know, Drake Drake to me was that smooth, you know, not yeah. trappy. Well, that's like some of his newer music. He still does that stuff, mm-hmm. but like the stuff they play in the radio is just like it's all smooth or it's all hard. Yeah, there's, there's no in between. A, yeah, and um, I do got to say I do like Hotline Bling. I think that song grew. Oh God, me. that thing that's his worst song. Really. I think that's his worst song. How come? And that's t- the stuff that I'm talking about. I just, it's it's so top 40. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and I am not a big fan of But that's of what got him here, stuff. though. That's what got him here. But it was, at the time that he was doing that, though, when he first started out, mm-hmm. it was not like anything else. I guess. He kind of made the top 40 yeah. and turned it into something different. Yeah. Now, he just conforms with, Stuff that's already existing. Sure. To stay on the top. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't have intentions to stay on no, the top. No, and I agree with you there. And I think that's, again, why I kind of jumped off the train is because he started doing, when Lex Luger came and started doing a lot of the trap production. Yeah. Um, and Ace Hood went from club rap to trap. And Waka started being really big. And right. Others, all these other guys, Drake kind of followed suit there. And because it was right before that where Cash Money was all like, Remember that song Bedrock? Yeah. I can make your bed rock. Yeah, so like that was that's the era that I was like super into with Drake and then it just did a whole 180 overnight when Lex Luger, no 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 disrespect to Lex Luger, the dude made so much money off of producing for for artists. He's a great producer. Yeah. But um I think he he himself as a producer changed the entire landscape of what modern hip hop has become because there was there was literally no one could have seen that 180 flip from club rap that I really liked in high school turning into a trap phenomenon that's still lasting today. I used to tell my my clients, 
yeah, these this trap thing will blow over in a couple of years and we'll get back to, you know, some other kind of hip hop and I was wrong and I'll admit it because I think it's evolved. Trap is now SoundCloud rap is now mumble rap is now all these different things. But I think without that era of right. that, then I think we wouldn't have what we have now. So not to ramble anymore, but we're down to number one. Number one for me is Lil Peep and Gabe, Hollywood Dream. So I really love all of Lil Peep, and unfortunately, we're probably never going to hear anything from him again. Probably. Well, they keep pulling stuff off his hard drive. I guess so that's true. I don't know. Yeah. But, um... No, I really like this track a lot, and you can only find it on SoundCloud or like YouTube. There's there's a YouTube video. It's actually really cool. Mm. Um, they got like the Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. you know, wallpaper, and you know, I'm I'm into that type yep. of stuff. So the aesthetic, I, I, as he says. Yeah, I really like that. Um, it's just a really good track, and really all little peep what he does with the guitars, and it's kind of got the emo vibe and stuff. Um, it just he just has a certain sound that sure. can't be replicated and for me is timeless yeah and so. the first thing i noticed when listening to this was the guitar for sure it's just that that real nice uh clean yeah uh, progression and uh i actually i w- with that clip i wanted to hear more after after the part where that hook begins or that well the, yeah the last bit is um low peep and then that that um the first part of the clip is that gabe dude um but Lil Peep just had the the greatest hooks, really, hmm. of the last. I'd probably say in the last five years. I'm or gonna so. have to honestly, because I, I didn't know too much about him other than the press that went on when when he tragically passed. Um, so I'm gonna have to definitely check out his material more because I did like that. I did yeah, you would really one. like his stuff. Yeah, I think that was a good number one pick for you for sure. Yep. So, um, my number one, and this should be no surprise to people who know me because it's also my number one favorite not even favorite but in my opinion the best rapper of our generation this is this is america by childish gambino this is america don't catch you slipping no don't catch you slipping no look what i'm whipping no this is america don't catch you slipping no don't catch you slipping no look what i'm whipping no this is america don't catch you slipping no look how i'm living no Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry them. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go into this. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the reason why I picked this as my number one, first of all, like I said, Childish Gambino is probably one of the best rappers of our generation for a few reasons. Number one, he's been around longer than most people realize. He some people, for whatever reason, think that he just got popular a couple years ago or whatever, but the dude's been around since the early 2000s, just killing it. And people like me noticed, just because I was more involved at the time. And then he kind of went away and did some other things, and he came back, and with, I mean, with the current climate of what is going on in this country, and he made a, a video, the video for this song. And I, I don't know if this is a song that you need the video for, but it definitely enhances the experience of the song because it really... 
shows theatrically what the song is about. And really, that's just about the fact that our country's gone to shit with violence and how we're so accustomed to it and how morality is just not taught in our in homes today. And it causes a lot of bullshit that, uh, you know, is just a cancer to, to society. So I think he really hit the nail on the head there. And I honestly... He can't when when the song came out, it was just rave reviews from people. And at first, I didn't want to listen to it because I'm the kind of person that uh, I don't like shit that a lot of people like. I just don't like hipster, whatever you call that. But I just don't. I that's something that like for example, Game of Thrones. Um, but uh, yeah, I I listened to it and I watched the video and I'm like, Jesus, like that. Especially the video, but it was like. It's like watching a whole movie that was three minutes and thirty seconds long, or however long the song is. Um, I don't know. I think it's just it's just, and it's going to be one of those timeless tunes. Um, just it has a really, really powerful message. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a I'm not a big fan. But um, but why? I also haven't seen the video, oh, so maybe you, you maybe could, that's yeah. what I need to do. But I it could also be because I spend so much time in clubs and stuff. Okay. And I listen to the radio. I'm old school, so I still listen to FM radio. <laughs> but no, um, I just hear it so much. Sure, I really do. And it and it just at first is all right. I, I didn't even really like it at first, but then the you know just because I hear it so much all the time. Sure, it's just kind of like, oh my god, here yeah, we go. Yeah, that's fair. That's but fair. I haven't seen the video, so maybe that's what I'll do. I'll go home. I'll watch no, the you're video. You're not going home. I'm not letting you leave without watching this video. <laughs> so I'm definitely showing you this, but. Uh, yeah, that's so. That's the wrap up. I think we did a good job for our first round. I think as we keep going on, we'll we'll clean this up a little bit more. It'll be more smooth transitions. But I think uh, we both learned about each other's hip hop tastes, and I'm sure everybody listening has learned about our hip hop tastes. And I'm sure there's lots of surprises. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it went well. I think uh, next week we're doing country, and that's going to be super, super, super interesting because I. If anybody knows me, I hate country music. Like, I, it is the bane of my existence. But I'm going to try to get out of my shell. I'll bring you some Bud Lights. Oh, God. That no. might change your opinion. That might help you. It might. No, not at all. If I want to drink my own pee, I can do that in the bathroom. Um, so, yeah, no, I um, I just, just, I don't know. But, but I, I'm here to, cha- I want to challenge myself. I know there are certain songs in country that I'm really into. So that is something I'm going to be working on uh, tirelessly this week is to come up with 10 that, that, that and I know I can do it. Um, but yeah, before I wrap it up, since we are on the topic of hip hop, and this is something that since I have a big platform to use, not just my platform being a music manager, but this podcast, which has become a big platform, I want to bring up, and Ian, you can feel free to chime in at any time, uh, Lil Nas... X, is that how you would pronounce his name, Lil Nas X? Old Town Road. Okay. What about it? <laughs> but, but but the rapper's name, is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Okay, so Lil Nas X so. came out as gay, I think it was last week or two weeks ago. Um, and being in the hip-hop community myself and seeing a lot of the reaction from his courageous act was really fucked up. I think that uh, hip-hop kind of needs to get off their high horse and start appreciating people for who they are. And I understand that the culture is all about women and 
and you know other tangible things and, and uh, stuff but i think it's time it's 2019 if you would have read some of the comments on his twitter from just people hating on him for his sexual orientation so i didn't even know this yeah but i think that the problem with the hip-hop industry or rap industry specifically um is everybody wants to try to act hard mm-hmm. and put on a um uh, a front and in all reality the hardest people right and the hardest people on the streets are the most accommodating and understanding ones because it's yeah. harder to be accommodating and harder to be understanding of other people and then than it is to just blatantly i mean anybody can be a keyboard warrior and anybody can get in anybody's face in yeah. person or something but it takes a harder stronger person to be able to withhold and let other people do whatever the fuck they want yeah absolutely and that's the reality. You know of it. what's hard? He's his own person. Right. If he likes dudes, he likes dudes. Y- you know I what's mean, hard? Hard who is, cares? is being courageous and coming out knowing yeah. that this shit is for real. That, that's hard. If you want to act hard, be more like Lil Nas X. Don't be that guy that's just talking shit to talk shit. Maybe you have your own insecurities. I don't know. I'm not saying you do, but maybe that's part of the problem. I think a lot of people in hip hop are so closed minded and. and are so closed off from expressing themselves truly because again, like you say, there's sort of a prerequisite to how you're supposed to be. And, uh, I just think it's a a major issue and I'm hoping that his career doesn't get hurt by it because I still remember Frank Ocean coming out as gay and he was on top of the world and then he fizzled off into nothing. Right. So B.O.B. can talk about how the world is fucking flat and still have a career. But Lil Nas (laughs) X comes out as gay and which is real, not like that's flat part of the again the political climate yeah so i just needed to say that i've got a platform to do it so i figured i'd say that hopefully some people will look at themselves and uh change their ways but uh that being said um appreciate everybody tuning in today and get ready for country next week and it's that is one like i said i'm really looking forward to just to to challenge myself um anything else you want to say before we head out i think that's about it all right man so as always We're out.